Welcome back to Magnify Him Together. This is Josh Hodge. We're on episode number 17 of Remember Now, Thy Creator Podcasts. One of the most picturesque scenes that I can think of, at least in Canada, is up north on a lake. You wake up early just as the sun is rising. and You look out over the lake. The lake is perfectly still. It's like pure glass. And you see the silhouettes of all of the trees around the lake. And nothing is moving except for the mist and the steam rising off the lake. Oh, I just love that. It's, it's beautiful. And I get to experience that probably about once a year, head up north and I go fishing. You know, everybody has a fishing story about some gigantic fish that got away. You know, a story that may or may not be true. I don't actually really have a fishing story. But there's probably no bigger fishing story than the fishing story that Simon Peter would have. Well... I guess that's not completely true. Jonah may have had a bigger fishing story, but he didn't catch the fish. The fish caught him. (laughs) But can you imagine Simon Peter's story? You imagine the exhilaration, the adrenaline rush, the pure shock. After they had been fishing all night, catching nothing, they were the experts. And the Lord Jesus says, let your nets down again. Can you imagine what they'd be thinking as they pulled those nets up? The nets were so fill, full that it could fill multiple ships and still sink them. I mean, wow. What an event. And, and it was after that event that the Lord Jesus said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And you could just imagine, you know, Simon Peter could have thought, Well, if if the Lord's on my side, I may as well be a fisher of fish if I can catch fish like this with his, his support. But Christ had something greater in mind, didn't he? So what does this mean to be a, a fisher of men? Some of the first words to his disciples, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Some of the last words of Christ, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And it wasn't the literal fish that Peter pulled up over the side of the boat that was the most impressive fishing story. The best fishing story, the most impressive fishing story, is really being a fisher of men. It was the disciples, the followers of Christ, that received this message and took the gospel to all the world, transformed the spiritual and religious landscape of human history. Thousands upon thousands of converts came into the truth as a result of this fishing story, the story of catching men. It really mirrored the great catch in Luke 5, where the fish filled the boat. It mirrored that story and surpassed that story. But the question is, 
What now? How are we doing at catching men? The Lord Jesus had to tell Peter and Andrew to fear not, follow me, for I'll make you fishers of men. And it's true, isn't it? It it makes us uncomfortable to follow the Lord at times. We have to go out of our comfort zone, especially when what we are supposed to be doing is catching men. Men don't want to be caught. People avoid being caught. You know, we have to think of creative ways sometimes to allure people into the gospel net, to the truth. We have to think of ways in which we will catch men, which we will preach the truth. I remember being in in Guyana once, which is in South America, but it's actually technically part of the Caribbean. And uh, the, the local Christadelphians there taught us how to get people to come to their public lectures. And what you would do is you, you'd be in a subdivision. This is a third world country. So their subdivisions look very different. You're walking on dirt paths and some houses are erected, some are fallen down, but you go from house to house and you get to their gate or to their door, you don't knock, you just yell. The houses weren't insulated and many of the houses just were open to the outside world. So you could yell and everybody would hear you inside and you'd yell, inside, inside. And you'd say that a few times and then somebody would pop their head out of the window and you'd have a conversation and you'd invite them to a public lecture that was happening that night and the Christadelphian Ecclesial Hall was probably somewhere in that little subdivision and you'd get people that would walk there. That, that's how they did it in Guyana. A number of years ago there's a place, well it would still be there, but it was it was used very differently a number of years ago called Allen Gardens. And this was a place where pastors and preachers would come to. It was a rough place. There were rough people. could even be dangerous, but there was a lot of people. And so pastors and preachers would come there and they would try to teach whatever they were going to teach. Well, Christadelphians would go there as well. And, you know, they would often try to talk to some of the crowds or they'd interact with the preachers or the, the pastors that were there and debate them on the truth of the gospel message. There's public lectures. Christadelphian ecclesias have public lectures all throughout the world on many topics that are designed to allure the public into the ecclesial halls, but also to to try to set forth the gospel to the young people. What else? We've got reading the Bible effectively seminars which is a a bit more of a a passive approach. Let's just give people the tools to to read the Bible. And once they know how to read the Bible, then they become interested in what the Bible says, and then we we help them with, with the truth and with the teachings and the doctrines of the Bible. That's what it is. We we lure them into the truth just as we would lure a fish to a hook. Right? There's all sorts of ways that, 
Christadelphians do preach and, and have preached in past years. And we have to think about how. And how do we even prove that the Bible is God's inspired word? And many people, many brothers in the past and, and others, have proved the Bible with the Bible. Do you know how to do that? It's a question we should ask ourselves. How can I be a fisher of men? Now, 1 Peter 3 and verse 15 says, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of hope that is in you with meekness and fear. In various circumstances in our life, we're going to have opportunities to give answers to people who ask us questions that are relevant to the truth, to God's plan of salvation. But can we actually provide them an answer, a good answer, one which compels them to want to know more? An answer which, which tells them how excited you are about the truth and how precious the truth is. You see, we have to know the truth to preach the truth. We've got to know the truth to share the truth. And we have to know the truth to be a part of the best fishing story ever. To be able to provide answers. To be able to teach and admonish. Now, the passage in 1 Peter 3 said, Be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope. So, do we have a hope? Can we explain our hope? And do we share our hope? That's, that's something worth asking ourselves. And the answers, and how we answer those questions really determines if we are part of the greatest fishing story ever. And as we reflect on our involvement in this fishing story, this will help us better remember now our Creator. Anything and everything can so easily draw our time and attention. Yet God gives us just one thing to focus on, and he wants that one thing to mean everything. It is that one thing that will be our discussion on the next episode of Remember Now, Thy Creator.